Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Capital Sports on Moscow's Capital FM. I'm Alan Moore, and I will be your host tonight for the very best news, views, reviews, previews, and interviews in the world of sports. So are you ready for a, a one massive hour of sports power? The biggest one in Europe this weekend? Well, I hope you are, because, of course, the road to Qatar, the road to Qatar, Qatar even, is well underway. Russia are doing very, very well. They are two from two, two wins from two, and... If they win against Slovakia this Wednesday, they will have a lovely summer, Stanislav and his boys. Because, of course, they will face Croatia on the 1st of September um, later on this year. And Croatia, no matter what, will not finish higher than second if the group stays as it is. So, go Russia. In just one moment, we have uh, Isolt Cody and Andrew Flint on to discuss that and lots of other football news as well as... A bit of interesting news from the UK. In part two, we're going to talk boxing with Pitch Boxing's Richard Poxon because last night, our very own Alexander Povetkin, he fell short in his fight against Dylan White. Of course, there's a rematch. He knocked out Dylan White. Um, well, I mean, a massive win <laughs> last year, but uh, fell short last night. And then, of course, we're going to have on the War Machine. Larry Olubamuo. I will get that right when he comes on. He's going to join to talk about just... Um, what is lying in store for British sport? Because, of course, he has a particular beef with UK anti-doping. And then finally, in part three, we will have the big, fat, filthy quiz. OK, um, MK is in the studio with us. MK, uh, any scores in the qualifiers tonight? Yes, actually, we've just got one up from Germany against Romania. And before that, there was one up from Northern Macedonia against Liechtenstein and one up from Sweden against Kosovo. OK, so three goals already. Those games kicked off um, around 18 minutes ago. OK, we're going to go straight on to the line to... Uh, first, I'll start off with Andrew Flint. I usually say ladies first, but we'll go with Andrew first. Andrew, um, a great start for Russia so far. And there's no insult in that, by the way, no insult in that. Like, I mean... I mean, you're a fine, no, you're a fine lump of man. Um, so, listen, uh, Russia, two wins from two. Things are looking very good on the way to Qatar. 
Yeah, absolutely. They certainly are. Um, I mean, we said on last week's show that the game away in Malta could be a potential banana skin, and it was close. Um, you know, Malta gave as good as they got. Could easily have been 2-2, but Russia held out. Um, Juba led the line well, um, and against Slovakia in Sochi, it was a very, very good performance, I thought. And yet again, Juba was virtually unplayable. When he is in form, when he's on song, then Russia plays so, so well. Um, some younger players getting debuts. It is all looking positive, six points from six. Um, so, uh, against Slovenia, sorry, in, uh, in Sochi. So, the Slovakia game away, nine points from nine from an international break would be an unbelievable start. Um, yeah. So, all good. Yeah, I mean, I wanted to mention that uh, last week, Alexander Zotov messaged me during the show and said that he was reckoning it to be four points out of six, but he's delighted with, uh, of course, he's delighted with six out of six. And I mean, the big one was Slovenia beating uh, Croatia. Now, we did say that Slovenia were going to be a tough enough team to beat. Um, so they've basically knocked Croatia back a step. Uh, then we saw Malta do one against uh, Slovakia. Um, this is a very open group, and if Russia don't top this group, something's very, very wrong, isn't it? Well, at this stage, absolutely. Uh, I mean, you've got to bear in mind, Croatia World Cup finalists, they, they, they can run us up in 2018, so they obviously should, in theory, um, be by far and away the strongest team in the group. And the fact they've dropped points already is a major plus. But like you say, with that drop point, um, Russia really have to be, have to be uh, top in the group now. Um, it would be such a missed opportunity if they didn't. And I think the way they're looking, even with Stanislav Chichesov still being a bit hesitant to go all out to blood the youngsters, um, he, he's making some signs in the right direction. I think Russia are, are looking in, certainly in command. Um, so the Slovakia game, very, very important not to lose that momentum. Okay, uh, MK has a score update as well. There's been a goal in the the game with, between Austria and the Faroe Islands, I believe. Right, and the Faroes scored. The Faroes are 1-0 up. This is history repeating itself because that was the first competitive game the Faroe Islands played. The goalkeeper, the bobble hat, the woolen hat, uh, they won 1-0 against Austria, who, of course, had been at the World Cup uh, just previous. Okay, so that is good. Listen, quickly, Andrew, uh, Slovakia um, away uh, this Wednesday. Um, Russia, I mean, looking at it like Slovakia, very fortunate to draw 2-2 at home to Malta. Um, so, yeah. I mean, this does look like Russia should be winning this. This cannot be a banana skin, correct? Well, weirdly enough, I, I would agree with you. When we, when we compared the away games, Malta and Slovakia, and we thought Malta would be the banana skin, I feel more confident about the Slovakia game because we know Chichesov, if anything else, he's good with experienced games, closing it out. It won't be necessarily exciting, but I do feel confident that Russia will, will get the three points um, and be in complete control. I mean, OK, so OK, let's let's fingers crossed for Russia that they're going to, to continue on. Going to bring in um, Isolt Cody in this one. Isolt, uh, just briefly, uh, Ireland, of course, uh, two losses from two. The loss to Luxembourg, not what we would have wanted, but there are other teams, um, you know, I mean... Like Stephen Kenny, he he he, but he he hasn't won any of his first ten matches in charge. Is that correct? It is, and unfortunately, the loss, the first loss earlier in the week, we played very well. It was good to watch, and I think we could have taken that loss if we hadn't also subsequently lost to Luxembourg. And I think that was a hammer blow to the team. 
even morale was clearly very impacted afterwards listening to our captain basically saying that a lot of players needed to look in the mirror a bit better in terms of their performance and it's a, a tough few days to be an Irish football fan well, a tough few decades really <laughs> hold on I'm, I'm older so I remember even worse times um, of course Turkey are underway quite well they are they, they've, they've opened up with two wins from two against uh, Net, yeah. Holland Holland and Norway. Um, France drawing 1-1 with Ukraine. Uh, as you mentioned already, the, the Slovenians beating the Croats. Um, but elsewhere, looking around, like Portugal weren't very impressive against Azerbaijan. They won 1-0. Um, that was... Say, say again? Then they, uh, Portugal had a subsequent draw, didn't they? Yeah, against 10-man Serbia. And I mean, the goal that apparently... Um, Cristiano Ronaldo scored was across the line, but uh, he threw down his uh, captain's armband in hissy fit. Is that the end of Cristiano now for Portugal? If Cristiano wasn't having a hissy fit, we wouldn't know what to do with him. And I think the Portuguese, like that's kind of par for the course with him, unfortunately. Um, I'm sure they will continue to rally around him, depending on how the rest of the group qualifiers go. And I think that's what we'll need to look at. I, it's, it shouldn't be about Cristiano. This is about team efforts across the board. But you know, okay. Unfortunately, uh, sorry, uh, so Just another goal coming in. Mk, uh, who has scored a goal right now? Switzerland opens up uh, one 0 against Lithuania. Okay, and I've seen as well. Hungary are one up against San Marino. Um, talking about San Marino, um, English people were kind of laughing about San Marino during the week, saying that they weren't a country they shouldn't be playing. Uh, not realising that England is not a country as well. Andrew, um, England opening well, won again today, of course, beating Albania 2-0. Um, that's a, a solid opening. That's what you expected. You said six from six, and they've got six points from six. Yeah, I mean, it would be... Uh, I, I genuinely don't mean to sound as arrogant as it certainly will do, but England really would be embarrassed if they didn't get six points out of the six points so far. But they, they've done the job. Um you know, the Ollie Watkins on his debut getting a goal is, is a positive sign because he's been in really good form in the in the Premier League. And I think this is one of the things about these sort of fixtures. San Marino are never likely um, to beat England, but it is a chance for England to try out the younger players who will be needed in the future. So, good start. Uh, nothing particularly thrilling, but it's, it's good to get their points on the board. Okay. Um, so looking around as well, I mean, some of the matches were interesting. I mean, Denmark, of course, hammering our neighbours, Moldova, 8 0 today, um, and Kazakhstan going down 2 0 to France. Georgia, very, very unlucky, uh, draw, uh, losing 2 1. They were, of course, down to 10 men against Spain. But, I mean, it, it was um, like, look, the, some of the, the smaller, or what we call the smaller sides, have done quite well. Like, you know, even the Czech Republic drawing 1 1. Okay, Czechs aren't weak. But drawing 1-1 against Belgium, it's not been a bad time for it, has it? For, for these smaller sides, like, you know, even Montenegro getting on the board against Gibraltar 4-1. I think it's been, even we heard there the Faroe Islands scoring one, going one goal up against Austria. It's been a really interesting time. And I know there's a lot to hate about the COVID situation and the restrictions and the limited players, etc. for various teams. But there's a lot to like about a competition where you're looking around the place and you're seeing results you don't expect. And that's kind of what you want. It, at the end of the day, we expect the top teams will probably come out on top or thereabouts. But it's a really open, it feels like a really open competition. Like we talked about England and San Marino. They didn't exactly go and score enough goals to, you know, make San Marino humiliated at the same time. And it's, it's, a, it's a good start to a competition for everyone other than Ireland. Yeah. 
<laughs> okay. Well, again, yeah, there were these things. I want to ask you both about this before we look ahead to the midweek games. Um, the questions being asked, of course, about should the World Cup be held in Qatar? I mean, find me, you know, show me a country that doesn't have blood on its hands somehow, and uh, you know, then I'll, I'll, I'll give you a, a chicken dinner because you're a winner. Listen, um, like Norway doing the little protest and Germany doing the protest. Andrew, I mean, if they really wanted a protest, they mm. just would say, we're not playing, we're not going to take part in this, shouldn't they? Or, or, or is it just all a, a load of nonsense? Well, uh, yeah, I, I've seen some people say, well, look, it's better than nothing. I'm, saying, I'm not entirely sure it is better than nothing because if they really meant it, would they have entered the qualifiers in the first place? Because if they have no intention of going, what's the point in playing qualifiers? Um, and let's face it, if Norway did win their group, would they really honestly say, no, we're not going to go to Qatar? I very, very much doubt it. I admire the intent, but I'm not entirely sure that it is it is a positive because it, that will be seen as doing enough, um, if we're being brutally honest. I, like you say, every country has blood on its hands if you look hard enough, um, and some people look harder than others at certain countries, so... I'm not for a second defending Qatar's human rights and the um, uh, the uh, reported number of migrant workers who have died. And it, it's a horrific situation. It needs to have attention drawn to it. Um, but uh, it's not as if um, previous World Cups from European countries included have not been embroiled in certain scandals. Of course. So, of course. Um, no, look, Eastolt, okay, okay, I'm going to grab a comment from you on this because, again, um, you know, the, the joke going around is that Ireland are deliberately tanking, uh, to <laughs> quote uh, Peter P and Alex B, not to have to go to Qatar. But, I mean, it, it's all much for muchness because, you know, if you look at all the big clubs and all the people, I mean, if someone, if, you know, if, if an oil rich Saudi sheikh walked into, um, I, don't, well, I was going to say Munster Rugby, or walked into the Spurs in the morning, you'd, you'd snap off his hands like they do to criminals in Saudi Arabia. I'd be asking him what name he wanted me to call him and I'd just be bowing at his feet. So I, <laughs> oh, Jesus. I okay. completely agree with what Andrew was saying about the kind of, if Norway were to top their group, they wouldn't exactly be going, actually, guys, we're taking a stance and we're not getting on the plane. What I would like to see, and this is just a personal feeling, because we see sports events, we're going to see boxing going to Saudi Arabia again, of the Bahrain Grand Prix was on today, and I'm just naming countries because of their human rights abuses. People watch Man City on a weekly basis. But I think what we need to see, maybe, and it's just an, a, a way I think we need to deal with it, international teams are going to go to Qatar. What we need to do is when they're there, that they are highlighting the human rights abuses or they're making a stand there in the same way that athletes have used platforms like the Olympics. You have the biggest stage in the world. If you want to make a stand, make it there and make it clear. Okay. Don't make empty promises about not going to something you're not getting a plane chartered to anyway. Okay, no, that is that is fair enough. Um, Andrew, very, very quick one. England against Poland on Wednesday. Uh, it's, a, it's a 9.45 kickoff in the UK, so 11.45 here. Uh, or sorry, 9.45 here. Andrew, what do you reckon? Um, win for England? Okay, Andrew seems to have disappeared. Andrew Flint, are you listening to us or uh, you're I, gone? Yeah, okay, Andrew, yeah. the question... Uh, so, yeah. About uh, Poland, po yes. Um, I, I think it's actually a very difficult game, this one. Um, I would like to think England will win that one, but I, I, have, a, I have a worry that they might drop points um, because the team has rotated a fair bit. Okay. Um, but if they do, then that's England, in, certainly in the driving seat if they, if they can.
Okay, uh, quick yes or no questions for both of you. I'll start with Eastold. Uh, East Kakas asks, how likely w- is it that Man City will win the Champions League? Will they win it? Yes or no? Absolutely. Okay, uh, Andrew? Will Manchester City win the Champions League? Yeah. Uh, no. Okay, no. Okay, Araz, a uh, question for you. Um, do we need do we need the VAR system? Yes. Okay. Yeah, okay. But yes from both. Yes from both. Okay, Araz, you got your uh, answer on that one. Uh, moving on very, very quickly. Anvar, um, okay. Oh, yeah, well, actually, this is, yeah, this is good. The, the problems, the emergence of VAR in Russian football then suddenly seems to be problems with referees. Has, have referees always been bad in Russia, Andrew? Uh, unfortunately, yes, but I feel they are getting worse. Um, the scrutiny of VAR is not helping. Okay, that is fair enough. And Andrew, very, very quickly before we go to the break, um, big weekend of football next weekend. Of course, uh, a lot of a lot of moves can be made in the Russian Premier League table next weekend. On Saturday, Lokomotiv away to Rotor. Um, that should be a win for Lokomotiv, but then again, they they do fall to lower ranked teams. But it should be a win, shouldn't it? Uh, it should be. Uh, Vatarenko taking over at Rota. Interesting to see how he copes. He'll have had the international break to cover. But I do think Loco should should win that one because they have been in good form since the winter break. So I would back a Loco win there. Okay. Dinamo over Ufa on Saturday. That's at 7 o'clock. The local game's at 2 o'clock. So Dinamo beating Ufa on Saturday, 7 o'clock. That, that's a banker, isn't it? Uh, yes, I would say so. Um, but Ufa are stubborn opponents. Okay. I still think it will be a win because oh. Dinar's defence is good at home. Okay, Tambov uh, are fifty to one <laughs> to beat Tiska. Uh, it's fifteen to one to draw. <laughs> that's that's Tiska. That's Tiska win. Uh, we won't even bother with that. And Rostov Spartak that is on Sunday. Both those games on Sunday. Uh, Tambov Tiska at four thirty and uh, Rostov Spartak at seven o'clock. Uh, that's a tough one for Spartak going away to Rostov, but they're in good form. Um, draw maybe. Yeah, it's tempting to go for a draw because uh, Rossoff are, are tough opponents. Um, Carpin's got them playing well. But Spartak's attack is so electric that they've always got goals in them. I think a score draw, um, but Spartak should be in control of the game. But a score draw would be most likely, I'd say. OK, all right. That is great. So thank you to Andrew and Eastold. Eastold won't be with us for the quiz this week, unfortunately, um, as far as we know. And she could just pop up. You never know. Uh, but of course, we will have the rest of the guys on uh, as usual. Right. We're going to get to the break. We're going to come back with the War Machine and Richard Poxon from Pitch Boxing. So to play out to the break, we're going to go out with uh, MK's favourite Fallout Boy and Sentries. Back after this. We seem to have had some little issue with that, folks. I don't know what it is. We seem to... We can't go out to the break. So we're going to try that again in just one moment. Uh, okay, so, MK, you, we had a couple of scores coming through the games already. So uh, how is it going on? Sorry. Oscar, Austria has got a goal to Faroes, uh, making the overall score uh, 1-1. Uh, this seems to be the only... The only goal so far. Now, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so we are trying to uh, get this going out. There is some sort of a little bit of an issue with this. So we're going to try again to go out to the break uh, with Fallout Boy and Sentries. Back after this with the War Machine and Richard Poxon. 
No, it doesn't seem to be wanting to go for us for some reason, so we will uh, try again. One more time, folks. Capital Sports with Alan Moore.
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed that little uh, segment, of course. We had a little small little hiccup, but sure, it all worked out in the end. And you got your fallout, boy. Uh, MK, any more scores uh, in Europe at the moment? Yes, Austria scored their second goal against Faroes, and Sweden uh, got one more goal against Kosovo, making it... No. Okay, so 2-0, of course. Poland won up against Andorra and Hungary still won up against San Marino. Austria 2-1 against the Faroes. Good Faroes took the lead there. Armenia 2-0 winners earlier on against Iceland. Okay, folks, of course, this segment is brought to you in association with Match Business Consulting for Russia's number one agency for all your sports events and management needs. Okay, we're going to start off our chat right now with um, the, the, the the host and the man behind Pitch Boxing, uh, Rich Poxon. Rich, um, a, a big night of boxing last night and something that wasn't really so shocking. Uh, Dillian White was just a bit too good for our own Alexander Povetkin. Evening, Ellen. How are you, pal? Great. Great to hear you. Yeah, great to hear you. I, I, I were a bit shocked. I, uh, I backed Povetkin, actually. Uh, with the, but with everybody, I put the caveat on it that we nobody knew really how the coronavirus had affected him. Uh because apparently towards the end of last year it was a really serious problem for him and then they said he was over it and he came back so I did I did give myself a bit of an out but yeah it were uh, it were quite sad to see him like that to be honest he didn't seem to his feet weren't under him if you if you know what I mean from the first minute of the the first round so uh, yeah he just weren't there and it weren't too difficult for for Dillian to go through gears and stop him. He, he looked. He did look very, very weak. You could see him when he came in. It was like that's not the Alexander Povetkin that we saw when, even when he was getting a baiting uh, in the the first fight against Dillian, he still had that little bit of grit in him, and he was able to at least move. And he was like kind of slipping some of the shots. But last night he just, it just, it, it just either he aged very, very quickly, or as you mentioned, uh, the coronavirus really caught up on him. Um, what next for Dillian? Do you think that he will? Um, you know, is is he a genuine title contender? Yeah, well, look, he's he's you know he's got that interim title and he's number one with the WBC. Uh, he's been waiting a while, as he tells everybody, he's been waiting a while for his shot. Uh, although if they'd have done things differently he, or gone a different route, he would have had a shot by now. But you know, he's earning good money on pay per view on Sky, uh, and so it'll be interesting to see where he goes next. He said he wants an easy fight next, so that's. That sounds like they're going to try and make the marking time fight. And I suppose in that time, they'll try and see what pans out with Joshua and AJ. Uh, sorry, with Joshua and Fury, and also see what Deontay Wilder decides to do. Uh, Andy Ruiz has got a fight coming up. So he's, you know, he's going to be in the mix, but is it going to be immediately? No, I don't think it will be. Listen, just all the names were mentioned, like you know, with, with Tyson uh, Fury, with uh, with uh, Anthony Joshua, even you know John Uri- John Uri- Ruiz, Alexander Povetkin, of course, uh, Dillian White. There's some a thread in common with a lot of them, with even go, going back to I mean, a long time ago, like to Tommy Morris and so on. It's sort of a suspicion of uh, drug taking or doping linked to them all. Of course, we know that Tyson said that it was because of uh, Boar's testicles, which then turned out, well, we don't know what it was or not. But it, it, it did sort of, for many people, have a bit of a shadow over the, the fight last night. Do you think that that's fair? Do you think we should just like stop being so, you know, doubting Thomas's and just enjoy it? I think you've got to get to a point where you call it out and everybody calls it out or 
or you just say, look, I love elite sport. I want it to be as fast and as hard and as whatever sport it is you're watching that I, that it can be. And so I'm going to be happily watch that. But the bit that sticks with me a little bit is just there's a, there's quite a bit of hypocrisy about it in Britain. I think it's that you know everybody else would cheat, but oh no, Brits won't. You know we won't cheat and. This, this, so many cases. Whether it, you know, whether it's boxing or you know other sports, obviously cycling's always in the news. Where performances just come out of the blue, and you know, alarm bells start ringing for me when I hear boxers having very late summers to the career from nowhere, and the body shape changes, and suddenly getting results that they did, that they never got when they're in the prime. Or so I think, you know. But you get called out for calling it out, so it's a problem that there is this. This British attitude of everybody a cheat but us, but as we've seen in the uh, the Sunday Mail today, that's not especially uh, that's not especially true. Yeah, I mean it is something that we we sort of we've we've tackled over and over here in the show and sort of pointed it out both here in Russia and abroad as well, and we've discussed it, especially not just in cycling but even in football. Like this past week, we put out an article where we had interviews with footballers who were. Uh, being doped by uh, Richard Freeman and nothing happened nothing there was nothing going on about it everyone just went oh well sure you know it so what so on that note Richard I'm going to going to step across to our other guest this evening uh Larry Larry um I'm delighted to have you on the show this evening because uh, you know you're someone who has been very open about what you went through and you you also have a very very good backstory so I'm delighted to welcome on I've been calling him the war machine because that was his nickname in the ring uh, Larry Olubamuimu Olubamuimu um, am I saying that correct Larry or am I making the total dogs close enough close, close enough <laughs> All right. I mean, listen, pe- pe- people here don't know what to call me, whether it's Alan Moore, Alan, whatever. So I'm, I'm, I'm in trouble. Larry, listen. Um, okay, uh, moving on. Okay, you, you had been a sprinter. You had used drugs as a sprinter. You boxed, used dro- drugs as a boxer. Um, but you cooperated with UK anti-doping. But in some ways, they stitched you up. Yeah, uh, to say the least. Um, I'm, at, I'm actually. I've got a court case. Well, let me let me let me let me qualify that. So basically, um, uh, they. So when when I when I tested positive, they took uh, they told me to bring to the hearing um, some of the substances that I that they knew that I got from overseas, and um, I brought them in fully fully expecting to be taking it back home with me. The, the, you know, after the hearing, and they were like, "No, you can't do that." And so I ended up signing a, a consent order that, you know, after uh, everything, after I retire from the sport, then I will um, get the stuff back. They uh, well, obviously, when I retired from boxing, um, I asked for my stuff back, and they were like, "Oh, well, we can't find it." So three thousand tablets uh, of Dianabol have suddenly gone missing. And they were, they were searching for it for the longest time. And then, and then they were like, oh, we've lost it. Sorry about that. And I was like, well, you know, that's my property. That, and it's legal in this country. So as long as it's for personal use, it's legal. So it's akin to you taking my TV. So you need to compensate me. And to this day, they don't want to compensate me. So what I did was I took um, UK Anti-Doping to, to small claims court over it. And... Um, because of the court mix-up, um, it was Nicole, Nicole Sapstead 
in particular that was named in the court in the court papers uh, in a court order so basically they didn't answer back and so the judgment went for me against UK anti-doping now Larry so just 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 to step in uh, Nicole Sapstead is the CEO of UK anti-doping she's the CEO of UK anti-doping yeah so um, I got a default judgment uh, because they didn't answer you know not that it would have made any difference anyway um, and so I was about to enforce the um, uh, the order the court order when uh, they they reached out to me and said, oh, well, please don't enforce it. Um, we will come to some arrangement. Then they came to me and they said, look, we want to pay you the money, but you will have to drop the case against uh, Nicole Sapstead because she's got nothing to do with it, blah, blah, blah. Um, your case is against the uh, UCAD um, and we will then give you uh, 200, 200 odd pounds. This was after they said they wouldn't give me any money because they're, they're, they're funded by taxpayers and it would be uh, improper use of taxpayers' money. <laughs> and this was when I was asking for a, 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 a lot less money. So now I'm asking for more money and you are now willing to pay me. But the, 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 uh, the stipulation was they wanted a confidentiality agreement, which I was not ready to agree to because it's already in a public domain anyway. Um, and so it doesn't make any sense to have a confidentiality clause. And on top of that, it's in the public interest. As okay. When they out people like myself who have tested positive for drugs, it's in the public interest. So, you know, vice versa. Uh, so that's the stage where we're at with uh, UK anti-doping right now. So I am going to enforce the payment, um, which is going to be em extremely embarrassing on them. Not that they, you know, not that they're used to it now anyway with all the stuff that's just recently come out. But um, <laughs> uh, I'm also going to go for damages because... They know after all this is done, I'm going to go for damages because they know that they were supposed to pay me this as per law. You know, this isn't sports anti-doping rules, whatever. This is UK law. You owe me money. You, you, you took my stuff underhandedly and then you lost it and then you don't want to compensate me. My dad died last year. And instead of, you know, looking after my family, I've had now to spend time doing this because I've not, I haven't got any legal representation as such. I've been doing this by myself. You know, um, I've also got a baby coming. I'm still having to spend time doing this instead of concentrating on my family. So you best believe that after all this is said and done, I'm, I'll be going after damages. And uh, yeah, they're, they're screwed. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, it's having dealt before with UK anti-doping, um, and especially when they came here to Russia, uh, they were just, I, I didn't. There were some good people there, but also I just found that they they weren't in it for the sport. They weren't in it for the sport. And, and many of yeah. the anti-doping we've seen in the US, anti-doping, how if you want, if you're Megan Rapinoe or Serena Williams, you give a call and say, I'm not taking a test today. And that's it. Yeah. Like, they, they let you away. Larry, I mean, I'm sorry. Like, I'm, look, I'm delighted about that your little one's on the way. Is it a boy or a girl? Oh, it's a boy. Oh, lovely. Okay. Have you thought of a name yet or you're still, you're still waiting? Uh, still I'm in an iron, so, uh, okay. yeah, not yet, not yet. Okay, will it be mum or dad naming it? Oh, it'll be me. Okay, all right. All right. Listen, look, I'm, I'm sorry about your dad passing as well, because it's it's one thing, like, you know, as a, as a parent, you want to see your, your child um, set up and doing well. And 
you know, you are doing well because let's put it this way: you've you've had tough times, but even when you were in a difficult situation, you educate yourself. You're a biochemist, or a bio, you you have a degree in biomedicine, correct? Uh, pharmaceutical chemistry, yeah, 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 I do. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, um, why did you take that? I mean, okay, it, 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 people say, oh, it's obvious because, like, he wants to know about it. No, I mean, what, like, why was it? Because it's not an easy subject. No, um, it wasn't to do with doping. Obviously, it did help um, in that instance. But, I, you know, I, I started that degree when I was 20 years old. I didn't said, say to myself, oh, yeah, I'm going to be doping. So this is the, the degree for me. Um, no, basically, um, in school, in secondary school, um, you know, chemistry was my best subject. So, um, and I always had, uh, cause my dad had some health problems. And so that always triggered, um, extracurricular, uh, learning in, 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 in my instance, uh, for me to find out what would be the best, uh, medications for him to take. Um, so that, so that's, that's how the interest built up and, and, for me to decide that I wanted to take uh, pharmaceutical chemistry as a, as a degree. Larry, um, we're, we're going to take a break. I know you guys, yourself and Richard, are going to stay with us for the quiz and you're going to have fun. I know you're kind of worried, what is this quiz about? But trust me, you'll enjoy it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, won't, it won't be anything to do with chemistry, so don't worry about that. Uh, you'll, be, you'll ace it on that. Um, like how deep-seated is doping, the culture of doping in... Like, I know here in Russia how it is and how... No matter what they do, it's still going to be there. How deep-seated is in, in, in the UK? And I asked Richard, can we believe what we're seeing when we see Dillian and AJ and so on doing well? Can we go, yeah, fair enough, we think, well, hold on, there's something up here. I, I'll tell you now, Alan, it's just as bad in the UK as it is in Russia, as it is in the States. It's just that for the longest time, as, as Richard pointed out, we've had this attitude that, oh, we, we British, we don't, we don't cheat, we don't dope. And my, my, my answer to that is, well, don't athletes want to earn money? Because that's why athletes are in the sport, let's be honest. Um, and, and if you do want to earn money, you're going to have to dope because everyone else is. Um, and, and we're not, you know, obviously with everything that's come out now with, you know, with Freeman and whatnot, but there, there's been, you know, I mean, for instance, we talk, and I hate talking about cycling because I know Richard's got a, a special interest in cycling. And he has a Clean, as a Clean as a whistle. Clean as a whistle. But, you know, you know, Britain came nowhere in the tour for the longest time. And then all of a sudden, you win it two years back to back. Like, it, things don't work like that in the real world, in, in, in sport. Unless, no, not, well, if you're, if you're, unless you're taking something, it doesn't work like that. You know? And, and, Unfortunately, the problem is that the, the lay person who's not into sport um, and, and doesn't know anything about pharmacology or any, any, of, any of that will just believe the media hype and, yeah, we're clean, you know, we're clean. And that, that's what so I noticed. Someone like, sorry, that, uh, sorry, sorry, Larry, I was going to say, that's what I saw, to, like, well, this weekend, the, the, the Guardian, the Times and the Mail, of course, they all come out with their stories. But this is like, yeah, but the statute of limitations is done for 2012. You know, you're, you're like on come tomorrow, they're going to be speaking about the, the England Poland game on Wednesday. Um, that's how yeah. it's going to go. And at the same time, um, the guy who was the doctor for the English team for the World Cup here in Russia, who was drummed out last year under a cloud, was a guy who was injected Mo Farah. So I mean, it's like, yeah. what, like for me, it, it seems obvious, but everyone seems to forget it. But 
Larry, just one thing before we go, because we have to go to break right now, and then we'll come back with you, of course, in the quiz. Um, sure. what, what, what is your main aim right now, apart from you know, to be a great dad to your little lad, um, who you might be calling Alan, who knows, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> or Richard, who knows, who knows. But like, what, what, what is your aim? I mean, okay, to give you kind of kicking, but what is your, your aim in life right now? Well, my my aim in life is, in, in, if you're talking about in general, just to be the best person I can be. That's, that's my 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 aim in life. It's uh, quite simple, really. Um, nothing nothing, you know, spectacular. <laughs> um, if, if you're talking about anti-doping purposes, um, my aim basically is to open people's eyes. And and I've I've always said I'm a doping advocate for for certain reasons because you're never going to get rid of this. We we've seen how this has been and gone doping you're never going to get rid of doping in sport i have the charlie francis francis approach to to all of this which is if you're com- if you if you're coming at it uh from the health of the athletes and being an unfair advantage if you allow athletes to use certain products then it 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 it, it makes the um it makes it a little bit more fair and if you test athletes for their health parameters and if they're not healthy, then ban them. Then you're taking care of the athlete's health. Because the way the, stat- the status quo as it is now only serves to create more lies and hypocrisy and uh, corruptness, as you can see with, with all that's been going on. Okay. To Richard Poxon and Larry Alabum. Aluba <laughs> Mimo thank you very much of course you'll be staying with us for the quiz so back after the break uh, folks uh, that segment was of course in association with Match Business Consulting Russia's number one sports consultancy we're going to get to the break right now because of course we, 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 we were almost not playing our song out the last time but we will get this one out this is a, a positive one to set up for the quiz this is Lighthead Fam- Lighthead Family and hi back after this with the Big Fat Filthy Quiz Sports with Alan Moore. When you're close to tears, remember someday it'll all be over. One day we're gonna get so
Okay, folks, hope you enjoyed that little interlude from the Lighthouse family. Kind of, We were just chilling out here in the, the uh, studio myself and MK. MK, we do have, um, it's half time in those qualifiers, almost completely. The only one game that is still going on right now is Switzerland-Lithuania, where it is one at Switzerland. But how are the other games at half time? Give us a rundown. Uh, it seems that the uh, the best one among them for now is Austria with three again three one against Faroes. Uh, the rest are pretty similar. Um, Germany one, Romania nil, Bulgaria nil, Italy one, Hungary one, San Marino nil, uh, Ukraine Finland nil nil, uh, Macedonia one, Liechtenstein nil, Israel one, Scotland nil. Sweden 2, Kosovo nil, and Poland 1, Andorra nil. Okay, so of course Andy Mack is on the line with us, so he will be. Um, we're not going to ask him about uh, <laughs> myself and Issa Cody have nothing to laugh about <laughs> because beaten by Israel is a lot better than being beaten by Luxembourg, of course, as North Macedonia. Um, quick question before we move on because I do have a question for Andrew Flint. Andrew uh, Murat asks, uh, What do you reckon, Ivica Olic? We called it last week on the show, we said he was coming in, they were just tying up the contract details. A good signing for Siska? I'm, I'm torn on this one. Yes, I think so. He's got the backing. He's got the reputation. Um, I'm not entirely convinced it was necessary, to be honest, but uh, I'm loosely positive. Okay, that is good. All right, we're going to start off the quiz. Uh, it's going to be a fun one this evening. Um, MK is going to be keeping an update of the scores. Uh, so we have everyone, and in order, it'll be Andy Mack, who is back. Uh, Peter P. Peter, you're there. I am, I am. Okay, Andy Mack, you are there. You, you're, you're, you're unbound and ungagged. Slazy and squeezy. <laughs> okay. Larry is still there with us. Um, and he's, he's, he's not worried yet, but he will be quite soon. Um, we then have Andrew Flint. Andrew, you're ready to rock and roll. I know that. Richard is there. He's ready to rock and roll. And of course, our super sub, Isil Cody, is in to save the day. So the first round, it's worth five points for a correct answer. You have to give me the, uh, the, well, family name or the name. Okay. These are, WWE heavyweight wrestling champions. Okay. Recent ones, not like from back in the 60s, 70s, or well, whatever. WWE, since they changed the brand name. So, first of you, Andy Mack, the great. The great. Um, great. Um, I, I mean, I'm looking at the ultimate warrior in Hulk Hogan, so um, <laughs> I've got no idea. Okay, the great. The great, the great snake. No, well, not far away. The great Cali, the great Cali. So zero for Andrew Mack on that. On the okay, Peter P. Jack, you say Sparrow, I'm going to smack you. Jack, what? <laughs> uh, uh, I heard some. I heard something TV. So it's uh, something like Jack the Ripper or something like that. Because no. everybody in WWE nowadays is just PZSL. Okay, no, it's not. It's Jack Swagger, Jack Swagger. Okay. Uh, uh, see, see, I told you. It's even <laughs> okay, Larry, for you, Daniel. Yes. Daniel. Jeez. Oh, I, I haven't watched it in such a long time. <laughs> I have no idea. Enough with excuses. Yeah, go on, give a guess, give a guess, Larry. Just a, a family name, go on. I'll give you a hint. Oh. There was a boxer in the UK called Delroy, or his family name. 
it's gone, mate. No idea. Brian, 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 Daniel Brian, no problem. Okay, Uh, on to uh, Andrew Flint. Andrew, Mark. Mark. Mark, oh. Bloody hell, I was hoping you'd give me one I knew off the top of my head. Mark, oh, Jesus. Don't Um, be looking, you're looking on on Google, stop it. Come on, quick, an answer. No, I'm definitely not, absolutely not. I wouldn't dream of cheating on the (laughs) platform quiz. Um, No, I I, genuinely, I don't know. I, I... Mark Henry, the strongest man in the world. Mark Henry, Mark Henry. Okay, Richard, Alberto. 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 So I'm thinking something a bit. (laughs) Alberto Del Rio. Ah, that's it, five points. Richard is top. That's an easy one, man. (laughs) No, no, no. He has to get it right. Okay, (laughs) and finally, Isolt, Dolph, Dolph. Dolph, and I'm going to say this by pointing out Dolph Ziggler. I can also tell you that Kane got inducted to the Hall of Fame this week. Oh, WWE, my brother's favourite sport. <laughs> yeah. I'm here for this. I love you. Okay, so we have um, uh, Richard and Easel. They're top of the table right now. Is that correct, MK? Yes, that's right. Okay, so top of the table. Okay, now we're going on to the missing word round. We have to fly through this. So you have to give the is- missing word, starting off with Andy Mack. This is always a dangerous one. Yates. Wins in Catalonia as Ineos what? Team Ineos what? Um, Team Ineos uh, compares monarchy to (laughs) Ineos-sized yet. (laughs) I'm going to give him six points for that one, uh, MK. No, it's dominate. Just dominate. Okay. All right. The second one. This is for Peter P. Peter P. This is about soccer. Okay. This is soccer for you. Um, Why USA are what? Come again. Something USA. Yeah. Why USA are what? This is related to soccer. I can't say shite. (laughs) What? What? <laughs> well, well, I'm I'm in a bit of a pickle again. Like, I, I want to say I want to I want to say some some you know edgy, but I can't I can't speak speak ill on the United States, the free world. So I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna say overhyped, overhyped. How about that? They're, well, you, they're fairly overhyped, in my opinion. Listen, I'm going to I'm going, I'm going to give you I'm going to give you four points for that. World Cup contenders. There you go. It is overhyped, but there you go. World Cup contenders. Okay. Quickly moving on to Larry. Larry, your one is. Um, <laughs> this is another one. Um, why risk taker White Dillian White should rein in his what? Why risk taker White should Can rein? You repeat in, that. Yeah. Why risk taker White should rein in his what? Uh, it's got something to do with his um, attitude. Kind of. I think that's Cockney rhyming slang for my last answer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, you've got you got five seconds to give me an answer. Five, four. Uh, <laughs> oh crap! <laughs> exactly. Right, exactly. I'm going to give. I'm going to give you seven points for that. It's actually his boxing, but crap is close enough. Okay. <laughs> All right, um, <laughs> Andrew. This is a good one for you. Ireland are what? <laughs> Shite. 
<laughs> Stop saying shite on air. We can't say it on air. Okay. Me before we're after the watershed. Yeah, we're after the watershed. Don't worry. Come on, quick, quick. Ireland are what? Oh, shite. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Are facing a tough fight to qualify for Qatar. Thank you very much, Andrew. I remember that. Right. Um, Richard, for you, quick one. British cycling continues to what? Oh, come on. He gets a cycling one. <laughs> well, he's, he's a cycling boy. So. Okay. British cycling continues to what? Astound. <laughs> yeah, a lead the way. That's five points for Richard on that. Um, for, 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 um, Andrew, I, I would give Andrew Flint minus 10, but I'll give him five points. Um, anyway, for the last one. Okay. And finally, Isolt Cody. Um, what is going on with injuries in what? What is going what on? Is going- yeah. What is going on with injuries in what? I would say Ireland, but I don't. <laughs> that doesn't cover anything. <laughs> what is going on with injuries in? I'm going to go cycling. Oh, you should have gone with English football. But we'll give you three points for that. We'll give you three points because well, you more injuries right. in English football. That's true. Okay, very very quickly. Now we have an either or round, and this is Russia at the World Cup because Russia are going to Qatar in 2022, no matter what. Even if they're the last one standing, they'll just play Qatar in a, in a playoff in the USA. But there as well, according to Peter P. Right, starting off very quick. Andy Mack, Andy Mack. How many World Cups have Russia appeared at? Four or five? Um, is th- does that include the Soviet Union? No, no, no. Russia, Russia. Russian Federation. Uh, four. Correct. Five points for Andy Mack. Um, okay. How many matches this is for Peter P? How many matches have Russia won at the World Cup? Five or four? I'm going to go with a five. I uh, should have gone with four. No points. No point. Peter, you've lost your title. You've been dethroned. Oh, my goodness. Uh, dethroned. I, I decided to go easy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so somebody, somebody, I got I to gotta point out, somebody was complaining in the chat earlier that it's always Isolt or me. So, you know, okay. I got I to step back a bit. What beats this week? All right. I'm going to call out your names. Okay. All right. He's gone Neymar, leave him be. All right, we'll let him roll around and cry. Okay, uh, Larry, for you, um, (laughs) which of these teams have Russia beaten at the World Cup? Algeria or Tunisia? Correct. Five points for Larry. Larry, ooh, it's getting close. Uh, And (laughs) finally, or no, no, finally, sorry, uh, Andrew Flint. In 14 games... How many goals have Russia scored? 25 or 22? 25 or 22? Uh, I'll go with 25 after Salienka's Six goals. Well done. You are correct because they've conceded 22 but scored 25. Right. Uh, okay. Uh, next up, Richard. Um, top Russian scorer at the World Cups. Is it Alex Salenko or Artyom Duba? Salenko. Well done with six goals. You're correct. Duba has scored three. I think actually, I think I think Richard is now well out in front. Uh, we'll check with MK in just a moment. And finally, Isolt Igor Akinfeyev has played more World Cups, more 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 World Cup games than Ignashevich and Samedov together. True or false? True or false? 
I'm going to go 50-50 and go with true. I have no notion. You should have gone 50-50 false because it is false. Okay, that brings an end to the quiz. Um, MK, who is top of the table right now? The top of the table is Richard. Ah, oh, Richard, congratulations. <laughs> okay. Uh, test then him, goes. Test him. Uh, <laughs> test him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you, need, do you need me a dress for the super prize that you're sending? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like kind of like you get, um, you know, one, one week in Margate if you win and two weeks if you come second. So there you go. Uh, right. And who came second on the quiz? The second place is Larry. Oh, well done. Okay, our guest, our guest first yeah, and second. Yeah. Okay, third place. The third is Andy Mack. Uh-huh. Then Andrew Flint. Mm-hmm. Uh, Isols. And the last one is Peter P. Okay, so Peter deliberately tanked so he can get a better pick in the next draft. Okay, I will say thank you very much to all of our six um, contestants this evening. Have a great week, guys. Thank you very, very much. No worries. Thank, thank you. Cheers, pal. Okay, that is our guys. They're going to stand line for a moment. MK, thank you very, very much. Thank you, Alan. Okay, guys, we're going to go out. We had a little bit of a bumpy ride, but now we're going to go out with something that it's Lancashire. Richard is Yorkshire. And, of course, this is something kind of close to Andrew Flynn's heart. We're going to go out into the week. We're going to start off the week brilliantly here on Capital Sports, Moscow's Capital. And, of course, the podcast will be up on well, SoundCloud, iTunes from uh, midnight tonight. So I'd like to thank everyone listening at home. And we're going to play out tonight with Take That and The Flood. Talk to you at the same time next week. Capital Sports with Alan Moore. Stand.